I want to be loved and I will take nothing less. So oh. I want to be loved. Okay, who, name that song. Faithful and true. A million lives. Ten million times. Ten million. <laughs> I don't know. Who is that? all I've been through. Sex addiction. I love my life, take a chance. So wait. To be loved by you. Uh, Eric Benet. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sex addiction. <laughs> oh Here's my gosh. Oh, he's married to Halle Berry. Mm. Yes, and you know how she basically has dated like all of my musical crushes. Like she's with Van Hunt now. Are are you and Halle Berry the same person? Because I feel like that's exactly probably why she's dated them. Because Halle probably is like. No, me and Halle are the same person. Like this is what I yeah. realized because I we have the same exact same taste, which perhaps is why I'm single now. And. <laughs> Okay, reunited and it feels so good. Yes, I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> so I have sweet Ebony Blake with me today. I mean, my good Judy. Yes. And she has come from the Broadway and from Europe. <laughs> mm-hmm, and she's here with us to talk about Potomac and some other things. Tell us whatever you want to tell us. Um, I love Kalechi. I love Circe. Um, I'm so excited to be here. And we just got back from Iceland, and I love it so much. It's cold and dark and glorious. Really? Oh, gosh. Kalechi, it was so weird. The sun rose at 10.30, 10.45, and set at 4.20. And other Insane. than that, they were, like, they were like, fend for yourselves. I that is it. so crazy. So mm-hmm. how was the food? Because I've heard that that is a point of contention. <laughs> now, I don't know. You know, I'm trash. I'm from the Midwest. So when somebody's like, do you want Mexican? I'm like, oh, there's a Taco Bell nearby. Um, and I thought it, the food was amazing. We- I'm from Iceland, too. And I actually prefer the food in Iceland. They could have just been the places that we went to. We just got outside time. Okay, our friendship catch-up just became a kiki. Um, That turned into a whole nother episode. So we covered P. Diddy and Bad Boy. We covered Tyla. We covered Kiki. We covered all of the things that end in a vowel. So we're going to release that later this week, but let's get into Potomac. Okay, so we're back with Ebony, sweet Ebony Blake. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed our current events interlude. Mm -hmm. And now we are going to get into Potomac because my good sis has questions. And your question was? Oh, um, well, first of all, my first comment was, I love that the in-between music, in-between scenes is go-go because it's DC. I know. And Kalechi knows that I am a housewives. I, I feel like I used to watch Atlanta back in the day. Mm-hmm. I've seen maybe two episodes of early Potomac, 
when people were like, oh, they're just trying to be a light-skinned version of Atlanta. And I was like, let me just see. But they also are a light-skinned version of Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is also correct. The historical area. <laughs> and so it's like how I feel when I like tune back into Young and the Restless after not watching it for a while. Like at least I know who Victor and Nikki Newman are. It takes me a while to like learn some of like the B characters. So I watched the first four episodes of this new season and I said, thank the sweet Lord above. Whoever edits this show is amazing because they give you enough flashbacks to where it's just like you, you can watch what's happening, but then you, if somebody is mad at somebody, then they'll show you the clip of why exactly they're mad. I was like, that's very smart. My next question is who's, who's styling the ladies? Is, is it something that they have to pay for their own stylists? Cause I know it's not like a traditional scripted show where it's like, we have a wardrobe. Do, are they renting clothes? Are they picking clothes for themselves? Mm. How often are the cameras in their homes? I don't think Giselle's renting clothes because I don't think that JCPenney's rents clothes. But I think the Sears rent clothes. Kalechi, Kalechi, Kalechi. I wish that this was recorded because I need people to see my face, the way I'm looking at you, your face. There's so much context. I know. I just say things sometimes to get a reaction. She egg, she egg him on. She egg him on. That was a little Melania Trump there back. Also, you, if you didn't remember that. The best. Um, and that's what I was wondering because I said, I, re- I actually just read an article about selling Sunset how these women from like season one to now, they mm-hmm. understand the way the sausage is made. They were like, oh, people are tuning in just to see what we wear. And they were like, it's sort of like car- cartoonish for them and they do it on purpose. Now- Oh, so wait, they, they dress tackily on purpose? Oh, they just turn up. It, yeah, yeah. They're like, it needs to be expensive, blinged out, yeah. labeled out, all that. And they, you know. Well, I have some sad news for you. Um, what, what, these, what? these women know that too. Oh. So this is this is them doing that. This is oh. them doing that. Yeah, there's a very standard canonical uh, phenomenon called the season two glow up. Mm, okay. So mm-hmm. after season, season one is when you usually get people in what they thought was cute before they were on television. Oh, TV, uh-huh. Yeah, and so they don't have professionally done hair and makeup, or if they do, it was, you know, at... The JCPenney salon, which I did used to get relaxers from. Just oh, saying. you know what? Me too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. When I went to college, there was nowhere else to go. And then the back of my hair fell out. But yep. anyway, um, no, I mean, they just go to wherever, you know, rinky dink place that they usually go to. And then so then season two, they have the glow up where they, they step everything up. So a good example of the glow up will be Wendy. Wendy mm. looks totally different season one. She got... I would say after all my, like, I told her I'm an expert. Yeah, I'm like, I have a, um, an MD in plastic surgery now, right? <laughs> I'm going to Lori Hill. So um, just call me Dr. Dubrow. Okay. So I, I think she's definitely had a nose refinement. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the same thing as a job. But, like, her nose is slimmed. Um, what else did she do to her face? Her facial structure is different. She might have done some sort of like blepharoplasty situation, something mm. with the eyes. 
But definitely her nose is thinner, and she got a mommy makeover, which she said. So she, yeah. what is that, like a light BBL, I guess? I think so, like uh, maybe a boob lift and a tummy tuck and a she light. Her done. She was very happy. She said, these are happy and Ness. Like, um, what's her face? Vanessa Williams? No. Um, <laughs> oh, Ness. Ashley. What's she, what were oh, Ashley's yes. names? Uh, what was her name? I don't. I forget her boobs' names, but uh-huh. yes. Um, so last season, Wendy had an entire party just to basically reveal her body. Oh, oh, like the swan. And she, she told them, not like this ugly duckling to a swan. And she what told everyone to wear it was a reality show called The Swan. Oh no, no, no. Oh, Kalecha, you have to look it up on YouTube. It's where they would get these people from Middle America, wherever, kidnap them, essentially remake them over, Frankenstein them from head to toe, and then have a reveal to their families after six to eight weeks and after they healed. Marriages broke up. Kids would cry when they saw their mom. Like, it was intense. Like, sometimes it went well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find one on YouTube and send it to you. It was literally Marriages called... It was called This sounds so familiar, but I can't remember if I'm... Now I don't know if I'm mixing it up with um, what not to wear. Because then they have... That, a big Dip. reveal at the end, a family party. Yes, they did, but that was just about clothes. The swan was literally, you come in looking like Ebony, and you come out looking like... Ebenezer. Leona Lewis. I don't know. Somebody... No, no. Wildly different. Wait, wildly speaking different. of wildly different, that's kind of the journey that um, Wendy's mom made. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know if that was just me. I had never seen her before, and I said, that... Because I know that, like, skin lightening, that's a thing. But mm-hmm. I said, was she always this fair? I said, is she Creole? No. And here's the thing. There definitely are Igbo people that are that light. Um, yes, okay. I have relatives that are that My cousin is that light. But she wasn't that light. And okay, she was also wearing blue contacts, which I feel like that's, in, that's all, got me. in Black communities around the world, colored contacts they're just a sign that something is amiss. Yep. And so that's like, I always looked, if something is, you know, you want to tell if something is like fake, look mm-hmm. at the contacts. You've, mm-hmm. you've added contacts. Okay. You're on a different, after I saw that, I was like, you're definitely a witch, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so... <laughs> well, yeah, this one, you know, I, I do feel like I might watch it. Was this ABC? Uh, was it ABC or Fox? Because, you know, Fox had them crazy reality shows where it's like, let's switch ethnicities. Let me re- remake your whole yes. body. Uh-huh. I watched the switch ethnicity thing on, was I with you? I don't know where oh, I was, but I started yeah, watching we it on YouTube. PayPal. We were at Chavez. It was on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Guys, there was a show where they kind of recreated Black Like Me. If anyone was unfortunate enough to have that assigned, on their mm-hmm. school reading list, which I was. Mm-hmm. Here I am taking back the idea that school reading lists are at all educational, I guess. I'll just rescind <laughs> that. <laughs> but yeah, on this YouTube show, this they made this man black and like glued, they painted him black, glued nappy hair on his head and mm-hmm. sent him to the hood. And he looks like, I don't even know what to describe it, but black people have black features too. So yes, it's not just correct. like painting yourself brown. So he looked insane. Yeah, he did. Okay, so back to, okay, go-go music, makeovers. Giselle, so to answer your question sincerely, Giselle has always been tacky. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's her brand now, and I don't think she's. I sometimes I don't know if she's messing with us, but oh, she just is steadfast in it. And I think she's just that's just her aesthetic. That's always like that's what she likes. Um, Wendy, this is her glow up. So everything you're seeing is couture now, okay. whereas it wasn't before. Um, if you see the flashback to the next episode, she's wearing that. Is that Mugler? That Mugler bodysuit that everyone, everyone on Bravo will wear the same pieces at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you something else embarrassing. I have said on my other podcast, like I'm tight, I'm kind of tacky. You know, my aesthetic is just like bodycon things and um i love a you know bcbg moment work but so embarrassingly i have owned some of the dresses that circulated um bravo at different times <laughs> like do you remember when it was like the hervé Le, hervé leger bandage, that bandage dress? dress yeah so french connection had one and I had that one, and so did those ladies. Like, it was a French Connection one, which I knew because I owned it. Yeah. So multiple different shows, people wearing it. I would see contestants on dating shows wearing it. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm basic. And then I remember I was doing Rent the Runway, and I was just like, you know, I was like, oh, I'm a corporate bitch right now. I got to go into the office, so I need to wear different stuff. It was very convenient then. And then I go on here, and I see on, uh, what was it? Oh, Real Housewives of... Um, OC, people wearing the same dress that I rented from Run the yeah. Runway. Yeah. Embarrassing, embarrassing. So now, this is also to say that these women do a thing where suddenly everyone from different franchises is wearing the same outfit in their confessionals. Mm-hmm. It's really odd. So next week, you'll see Wendy's in this blue bodysuit with cutouts. You look like it looks like a superhero, like sheer mesh inserts. And I think Teresa Judice has worn it. Um, also, uh, what's your name? The the Helion from OC. Tamara is wearing it too. Mm-hmm. It's really odd. That part I don't quite get because I know they're different franchises completely and they film at different times. But yeah. how are all your stylists so boring? Like so not That's creative. That they're just like, very uninspired. This, this is what you should wear right now. You know, like uh-huh. Kim Kardashian wore it. So you should wear it. You know, like, oh, Larsa, Larsa Pippen wore it. Yeah, Larsa Pippen. That is a, what a what a story! Like this young man, you knew him from infancy probably, and now you're like, let's make out. That is rough. You were at someone's baby shower. Yep, you oh made God. a you made a pamper tower for him. Oh my god! But like the thing is, does... they, I'm like, where are the like the who's the next Law Roach? Like, find somebody that wants to step outside of the box for you. I don't know. I just think it's really weird watching her be like, basketball is so important to us and to, to, to me. Because she had this charity basketball game um, the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, And they only raised $40,000. And then... How much did it cost to put the thing on? Exactly. And then in the locker room, Alexia gets a birthday present. She's like, this. what is my birthday present? And it's a watch that's $72,000. Do they still wear watches? Exactly. The optics, I don't quite understand. But anyway, so fashion, unfortunate. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there anyone's fashion that you did like? That I did? Um, You don't have to lie, Craig. You don't have to lie, Craig. Well, you know, and you know me, Kalechi, speaking from someone who I'm like, ooh, I feel high fashion today because I'm shopping at the Target in the nice neighborhood. I don't know. Like my fashion sense is not great. If I, I also sometimes dress like um, a Mennonite. 
I like dark colors. I like covered from neck to foot. And I like to move through the world like a silent wraith. Because that, so that, because that time, I know why you do, because that time in Vegas when you did it. Oh my gosh. We almost, (laughs) we were almost detained and abducted because Ebony let the guns out. Wait, if this is happy and mess, then we have to name your booty cheeks. I, I know. I, what would we name them? I don't know. But it's I just will never forget the way that man looked at you. He I, was arrested. I mean, he was wearing, like, I think it was, like, a crop top and, like, the sequin skirt, bodycon. And Ebony's very blessed. And he just looked like he honestly had seen, I don't know, like, some sort of, like, uh, ascension or alien invasion or <laughs> an otherworldly presence had just, you know, landed into this casino and his mouth was just open. And I was like, we're going to have to just like high beat, like scurry on either side of you is to get through <laughs> to get where we're going. <laughs> so just, I mean, I dressed like I'm, um, who was Holly Hunter and witness who was in that? I did not watch that. I don't know that, but I already... So my, too long didn't read. My fashion sense is not amazing. No, but, but here's the thing. You, if you... Well, I like to wear neutrals together. That's still like a, like a cognizant, you know, a thoughtful choice. Yeah. It's not... It's not... You're not doing anything wrong. You might be not flashy. Yeah. But you still know when you see someone dressed like a scarecrow. Oh, man. And it's like, like you said, I just felt like a lot of them, it just doesn't, it doesn't look of this moment. It looks like. Yes. It looks yeah. very 2002, right? Yeah. Well, and I was going to say 10, but. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I like about it. It's just, it's just yeah. fun because it's like, you guys are all there and that's really what you think is supposed to be happening. Oh, you want to show Robin had a status. Why? Is it because of her blend, the blend with her weave? Wait, who's this? Robin. No. Oh, you had been saying before, like, does Robin have a stylist? There was something you wanted to say about Robin. I feel like it was because of the dresses. Because I was like, she looks like she's tall, like me. And I was like, you are wearing things that are not, like, you have, she's stunning. I was like, you could Mm -hmm. look like a Greek, beautiful statue of a woman. And you're wearing things that look like your 5'3 friend should wear them. Like the proportions are always, the colors are off for her skin tone, like everything. I'm like, yeah. That's I like, so I don't as, a not, as a not tall person, I didn't think of that. So I appreciate I think that perspective. He's the one that stood out for me most because when I see a tall, well-dressed, like body yaddy yaddy, like commands attention woman, I'm like, she gets it. You know who dresses really well for her height is um, hmm. Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso. Rebecca, the, the lady who's the boss get into her. I she, don't, haven't watched it. She's like a, oh, Kalechi, it's so good. Well, it's off now. Isn't it, you about, have, isn't it about sports? It's about, yeah, it's about a football club in England. But all to say, the woman, there's a woman, she owns this football club. She has a musical theater background, the actress. She was Lady mm. in Spam a lot. Oh. She's a West End treasure. And okay, she's, now tall, she's a little older. But when I tell you that body is a 10 out of 10 weapon, she knows how to dress. Like that's who Robin should look at and be like, what does Hannah Waddingham wear? And let me find my version of that. I can't imagine Robin saying the word Waddingham without falling asleep <laughs> mid-syllable. Oh. She'd be like, is it, but I don't care. 
<laughs> oh, they, that's that's another thing that kept coming up, and it was like I don't care. Let me also tell you this: uh, I didn't know about any of this stuff that was happening with her husband, and I even watching the first episode of this season, I was like, oh, he's lying. He's lying. Are we? Is it a joke that he's that they're saying that we don't care? I was like, no, he's a liar. He's he's lying to her. I didn't, I didn't see any of that stuff. And the like, it looked like maybe because you know, you and I love procedural shows. Mm-hmm. I Mary Olivia Benson, like his, he had so many tales. I was like, so You're many tales. Let's red the flag. Body language, I'm a red flag. Yeah. The body language, the looking around, the not making eye contact. The gaslighting. Did you notice that she's also lying to herself? She's lying to herself and him about not caring. She's lying to everybody else about not knowing. Yeah. They're both just lying in so many ways that it's hard to even take serious. And let me ask you this. Were they, had they been married before? Is this like a second time to be married for them? Or were they, this is the first time they got married? No, this was their first marriage. They, they got married. They were high school sweethearts. They got married. And then he was slinging dick all over the, you know, mid-Atlantic United States. Mm-hmm. So they got a divorce, but they never moved out. They lived in the same house. So when you meet them in season one, they're living in the same house, divorced. That's and not healthy. Everyone's always asking her, you know, what are you going to do? When are you going to leave? When are you going to get your life together? Da, 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 da. And she just doesn't kind of engage with it. She's like, we have an unconventional situation that works for us. It, I mean, it obviously doesn't really work, I guess. No. And then the then the new storyline became, oh, we're getting back together. When are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? So last yeah. season, they got married again after um, being divorced. Uh, that's... That's rough, you know, because as a human, watching these other two humans, I want so much more for the both of them. I want him to take accountability. I want her to realize you can do better. You can be better. You have to want better for yourself, though. Like, listen, and that intervention that they tried to have for her, sometimes that makes people double down because Uh when you get so far in the rabbit hole of wanting to believe the lie that you're telling yourself, Mm -hmm. uh, I think she's probably known that he's not it for a long time. He might be mm-hmm. it for somebody else, but just not for you. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and I have friends that are poly. I have friends that are in open, unconventional marriages. But the groundwork and the rules have been laid so firmly. And it's from some such a foundation of trust and communication. And what one person gets to do, the other person gets to do. Mm-hmm. So if you get to be in laundromats and nail salons and hotel rooms with people, then you better believe the blogs are going to catch me uh, leaving steam rooms. Uh, yes, one steam rooms. Uh-huh. Leaving uh, the sports game, whatever the people. The happy, happy ending massages. There you Those go. Massa- have you seen that guy online that does the erotic massages? And he, I mean, there was a brunch scene and he was like choking this woman. Someone is holding her neck here and someone's like, shoving a banana down her throat and then like grapes covered with honey it's a mess excuse me but then i clicked on his facebook no then i went to twitter because twitter is not safe for work yeah i think he's just a sex worker like i think he just i think i don't think you can book him for a massage like i think it's all just to get engagement because it'd be like book your wife and he's like oiling up someone's butt cheeks and like just you know like (laughs) 
Blank, blanking across her body. What? <laughs> so I really wanted to know, like, how much does this cost? And it, like, and I tried to look. I just was what like, are, what is this business model? What are what are payment methods that he accepts? Yeah, Venmo, and, I, PayPal. and I didn't see anywhere you could book. I think it's all to advertise for his OnlyFans. So honestly, he's okay. He's brilliant because he's gone viral. So there's been discourse, Smart. the whole stupid man woman discourse that I, we keep alluding to. It was like, well, fellas, would you let your ladies go to a brunch like this? It doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah, we're talking about it and talking about him, so there you go. It's literally not real. And like yeah. now you are doing a podcast episode about it. So. There you go. Oh, but anyway, okay. yeah. yeah, I want to see Robin at his at his house. Yeah. Um, who else? Oh, you know, a lot of these these old feuds, these blood feuds, because we're definitely going to get to Wendy. Now, riddle me this. is it? And they did a little segment on it. Is it NECA or just NECA with the double A? So it's NECA. NECA, yeah. That's what it's I thought. But then people are like, but I don't say that because I'm not a native speaker and it okay. like would be effortful. So if you meet a if you meet someone today, like I know plenty of people and they all go by NECA. Okay. No one is making them do the N, but it's a but there's a double N sound in Ebo that's N. Nothing. And so it, it would you would you do pronounce it, but okay. it's not it's not worth it to make other people, you know. There's certain things that it's a, it toes the line. I feel like when with a foreign name, like how will you pronounce my foreign name, is a yeah. whitewash thing. Like there's just things that like it's not worth it. If if someone's not a native speaker or something, I'm not going to make them make a sound that mm-hmm. they just don't naturally make. Right. But I do think there are some approximations that people let people do that sometimes you're like, oh, yeah. This is, really totally not this is a totally different sound. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, your name instead of being Kaleche. Right. Sure. Kalechi, things like that. Uh-huh. I, I, but I love actually trying to say Neka. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's how I liked her house. I said, good for, and I didn't realize her and Michael weren't together anymore. That's how long ago I watched this. I thought they were still married. I know she had two well, kids. Well, they are still married. They're oh, not divorced right. yet. Well, I said, what a, what a crafty one you are. She said, well, his name is on the mortgage, but my name is on the deed. Ashley has always been not as, well, she's not dumb. No, I don't think any of those women are dumb. No, she's not dumb. Oh my gosh. I think about you sometimes when I listen to one of my favorite um, pod recap shows, which is called Watch What Crappens. (laughs) 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 yeah it's amazing so these guys are like comedic actors uh well they're comedians and writers and they they do all the voices they just do the whole episode all the way through oh really yeah and so the way that they make ashley's kids sound is like this mommy i'd like to have some milk (laughs) (laughs) mommy mom Wah, wah. Give me some milk. Truth, Hi, mom. <laughs> mom, I want to get another camera. Can I get some or- some oranges, mom? Exactly. But they like for everyone else. These guys can pitch their voice so high into treble clef for to do the women. Like Ashley is like, it's like up here. Oops, I didn't mean to tell. I didn't mean to say that to you. Um, and then for the for the but for the baby boys, it's all the way down here. Mommy, mommy. <laughs> and it's they're so, so cute. And I got so panicked. I was like, ah, you can tell. On I'm the counter On yes. the counter. That was insane. I, I just was waiting for the other little one to lose his grip, the little baby to bust his chin on the counter, and now we have stitches. 
Yeah, I'm like, I don't, oh, I was very floored when she turned around, saw them on the counter. I was like, oh yeah, as I expected. Like, be careful. Back. Also, whoever edited that episode was brilliant because she's like, ah, it's just me by myself. Like, I'm just doing everything by myself. Cut to Darby, the nanny. Well, the editors are, I would say, the shadiest, the cuntiest on this show. Yes. They're funny on all the shows, but they have been getting so cheeky with the uh-huh. edits. Literally, she goes, I'm just by myself, the nanny. And then she's like nowhere to be seen with the kids. I don't have an issue with it. I, I hope they continue. Um, so let's get into really we were supposed to cover episode three and four, but I think we're just mainly gonna get to pickleball. Well, yeah, we're gonna the the apex, the climax, pickleball, mm-hmm. but but also introducing NECA, uh oh, yeah. last episode, episode three. Mm-hmm. And so NECA. Um, I don't like her. What's what else? <laughs> she was fun. I, I said, because you know what? I don't, coming back to it, I was like, I don't know. It makes me think of like mean girls, queen bees and wannabes. I don't know mm-hmm. the hierarchy yet or like really sort of the dynamic. So she comes in and I was like, oh, she's fun. She's fabulous. Like she's, wait, she's a lawyer. Her husband is a doctor. Mm-hmm. I did think it was shady when in the flashback, she's like, oh, so Wendy's, a doctor? Like, wait, a medical doctor? Dr. Philosophy? And well, I here's said, the reason why it's shady is because now we know that she fucking knows They that. knew each other. That's the yeah. other thing. And they, yeah. both were, they both did that thing where they're like, oh, hi. It was very Brandy and Monica. Excuse me. Do you know somebody named? Well, you know his name. Like, you guys know each other. <laughs> you, and it was so also it was very, very Mariah and J-Lo. Yes. I, I don't know her. And that's the thing. I said, I still only... don't know her. And I tried to get my husband to understand that. I was like, no, but do you see the tone? He's like, no, I think, oh, yeah. And I was like, well, he's he's just a nice person. No, James is very nice, but there is, the, I actually was on his James's side at first. I was like, well, she didn't say it with the tone. She was just asking for clarity. But then I thought about it later. And, I, and no one says someone is a doctor. Actually, see, I still don't know what I think about it. I still think it might all be Ashley's fault because Ashley... Said she's a doctor. Uh huh. People don't say uh-huh. that about PhD. And she, she knew that that was a dog whistle for NECA because yeah, somebody like NECA is like, oh, so my husband's a doctor. She is a doctor of philosophy. She has a PhD. We do call you know Doctor Jill Biden, but Jill's we'll not going around being like doctor as a title. Yes, yeah. he's in, a it, teacher who has yeah. a doctorate. In the context of you know school, like this is Doctor Evans. This is Doctor Who. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. However, we don't when we're like introducing someone, you don't say, oh, they're a doctor. Yes. About their PhD. So correct. Really we don't say that about fun. Martin Luther King. Nobody cares that we call him Dr. Martin Luther the King. Right. Doctor. No one's like, hey, Martin Luther King, he was a doctor. Yeah. Right. Like, no, you say, yeah. Even like your like psychiatrist or your psychologist, it's like, oh, are they a doctor? Or is your therapist a doctor? Like, you don't. Which then begs me to believe, I want to know, I want the camera turned around on the producers. I want to know how many producers are on these segments. Because after watching Lifetime's Unreal, I was like, it blew reality shows apart for me in the the most gorgeous of ways. Who's producing each of the women? Do they all have the same producers? Because Ashley, I know that she's not dumb, but I was like, I don't see her being as Machiavellian as all that. Somebody whisper that in her ear and be like, so when you introduce her to NECA, like, can you just like, just be like, oh, she's a No, daughter. no, no, no one whispered that to her. She is that Machiavellian. You you think so? A hundred percent. She's Although like I did, the biggest shit stirs on Bravo. I did see the tiny smile that she had at the table when they blew up at Pickleball. She said, oh. and I was like, young lady. She, she, she threw a rock in her hand. Since day 
one. And no one has to tell her that. And, and is she that knows, what her and Candace don't get, along, don't get along? Yes. And she knows how Wendy, I mean, Candace is a mess in her own right. But I will say, which I hate to say this, because the Candy defenders, I think I think I am kind of coming around to what they say. She Candace doesn't start things usually. Mm-hmm. She takes it way too far. She'll curse your children in your bloodline and wish you dead, and then you'll die, like that blogger. What? Yeah, she wished death on this man on Twitter, and then he died. He was like, yeah, she told him he was like fat and gonna die of like diabetes or something, and then he did. What did she say after that happened? I don't think anything, but Andy Cohen did tell her you're a disaster on social media. <laughs> he tells people that on the reunions. He's, she's been a disaster. I think he told Teresa once, he, but at the reunion, he'll be like, your social media is a disaster. <laughs> yeah, and then I hope that she says to him, like, and this disaster makes ratings for you, sir. Like, you love it. Well, yeah. Oh, she wants yeah, all to be like, her. how come it's a disaster for me? But then for somebody else, like, she. You, oh my gosh, you haven't been privy to the colorism conversations? No. They've been so badly managed and uncomfortable, but it keeps coming up that, you know, Wendy keeps, and Candace bring up colorism and that they're treated differently because of it. I, I'm really irritated by that because Candace is such like an egregiously uh, poorly behaved person. Okay. That, well, how old is she? She like, gives me like, well, she's like my age, like 34. 534. I thought she was smooth mid 20s. Well, that's what she's a baby. She looks she cries, great, but I also thought the time. Of demeanor. I, I was yeah. like, oh, she looks it, but she's a spoiled brat. Yeah. She's a spoiled brat. She cries all the time with her triangular napkin. Uh-oh. And so people, you know, then the whole conversation comes up like, how come when I do something, it's like this? And when you do something, it's like that. Mm. And it, everyone's wrong. Like, everyone's wrong. Like, Ashley would be like, well, colorism does exist, but it doesn't exist. I don't think with us, that doesn't make sense. Like societal things happen everywhere and they don't turn off in certain places. So you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And then Candace, people probably just don't like you because you're a bitch. And like, well, that's what Ashley meant to say. It's like, well, yes, there's colorism, but also you are really behaved. That's what she meant to say say what you said. Like there's colorism, but you're very hateable. (laughs) While being entertaining, like very entertaining, very hateable. Wendy, I also didn't like Wendy from the beginning, which you heard when I talked to my cousin Uzoma, because she triggers me and reminds me of the type of people that would tell me that she's better than me because she's African and I'm half, mm-hmm. you know, I'm African-American or half. Um, she's just super arrogant. Um, she brags about her degrees all the time. It's clear mm-hmm. you're insecure about it. You're right. like, and also as a fellow Nigerian, I mean, I like keep dancing between not liking this thing about the culture and being in it to say that who am I going to offend? Okay. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it. There's a hierarchy in our culture and MDs are at the top. I think, I think that's true for most. I can, I can see that. Like, I don't think in America when you're like, is there a doctor in the house? You know, we, we credit medical doctors with being able to save lives. That's just this kind of existential pedestal that we put them Mm -hmm. on and having you know written a 200 page paper that took you seven years to write Mm -hmm. it doesn't impress people the way that being an md does it just doesn't and in my culture you got to be an md so i think she's all these to me like it always read as i understand a phd is impressive i understand having three masters is impressive but to me it just always read as like you you're you feel inadequate 
and you're posturing a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I would come out the gate just being like, oh, you're inadequate. Like, no, you're... It's, just, it's, it's, um, it's what's, oh, I'm going to butcher this Shakespeare quote. Me thinks he doth protest too much. Oh, yeah, it's like, protest if you had it for you, just to know it for you and just mm-hmm. like edification, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Keep blasting it to everybody because it's like mm-hmm. you're waiting for somebody to pat you on the back. And it's like, well, did you do it for me or did you do it for you? Yeah, because there was a famous fight last, her first season. I was like, you will address me as Dr. Wendy. Right. And, and it's it was to someone that wasn't like, no, no one would call you doctor in this context. You're, you're friends. You're amongst your peers. Right. Now, do I, do women not get called doctor the way they should be? A hundred percent. Yeah, sure. Like my mom makes sure to tell people like, you can, you know, when my friends would come over and they try to call her like Mrs. Clap, which mm-hmm. is inaccurate because like, if she's a missus, it would be Mrs. Asia, but she didn't right. like formally change her name. So mm-hmm. she'd be like, no, you call me Dr. Clap. Now that I get it. You came up, you know, in the sixties and seventies mm-hmm. and like, you had to work so hard for this thing. There are so few women doing it. And yeah, if you go over to someone's house and they're a doctor and the dad's a doctor, you call him doctor. Mm-hmm. You don't call him mister. Right. So, and the whole Joe Biden thing. So we know that's the thing that happens. But I mean, the Wendy context is just always all wrong. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. you're just making it so hard to stand up for you. Yeah. <sighs> but so that, yeah. So let's see. We've color colorism. So, okay. NECA's house. It's fine. Whatever. I mean. Well, do they... They're doing just a total gut, right? And the whole point about like showing the zip code and it was that well, just to say how expensive this house was. The zip the zip code is shaped because most people don't actually live in Potomac. Okay. They live in Baltimore. They live here. They, so there's the this DMV. whole thing. Uh-huh. And that that extends across most franchises. I think also in uh Beverly Hills, I was like, oh, the drive, the drive, uh-huh. you know. Somebody so, said that at one of their little dinners. They were like, Oh, she but she lives so far out, so we have to give her some grace. And I was like, does it, does it, I, oh, it's a, so yeah. it's all like a, it's a zip code thing. Uh-huh. It's a zip code thing. Yeah. Okay. So I want to make sure we're not conflating too much NECA's first appearance with last week. Oh, with that. Okay. Sure. What actually happened last week? You Wait, tell me. One, the one from last night? No, the b- last week. Oh, that. that was the uh, Ashley's housewarming. Right. Okay. The housewarming. Okay. So Ashley's house, I thought it was um, not tacky, but like basic. Yeah. Um, coastal chic is can be done in a lot of different ways, and it just looked like she like bought everything that was like it just looks like a model home. Yes, like a model, model. home. Yeah. Exactly. So I thought it was funny how she was just like over talking, like overselling verbally how mm-hmm. much like design should speak for itself. We yeah. should look and see the things. Yeah. I should be able to look and be like, this is so light and bright, Ashley. It's just like your personality. Not, I really wanted to do the opposite of what I did before because last time is very stone and then and this mm-hmm. side show me, don't tell me. And then they so, and then they do the flashbacks of the stone apartments and I was like, I, thank you editors because I would be like, I have no frame of reference and they're like, yeah, you do. Well, it's like one place you didn't decorate to another place you kind of also sort of didn't decorate. Like, right. It's just different colors. Yeah. Um, so the housewarming was very, uh, it was it was just the, the kind of like the setup for more like shady things to happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we saw NECA and Wendy act like they didn't know each other at all. Uh-huh. Never met each other. From that first interaction, it looked like they had never met each other a day in their lives. It, it, was, a, it was a very cool, hello, hi, how are you? And then... For NECA to go to other people that she'd never known. Oh my God, you look amazing. We're hugging, we're kissing. Pitch is to right. fire. Right. It was, and- it was, 
uncharacteristically cool. Unenthusiastic. Yeah. yeah. In comparison to what the other people. Everybody else got. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And then sometimes so, I think about that and I'm like, well, maybe it's because the camera got repositioned or, you know, to get the entrances of everybody, like mm-hmm. the third or fourth time you're pretending to meet somebody. Well, now you mm-hmm. have met them and they're all, you know, they're not great actresses. But mm-hmm. that first one, I was like, I feel like that was the first take. Mm-hmm. And, but they knew each other. Now it's all coming out. So it's like, See, if you call one you person a liar. Yeah. yeah. You, you have that actor's perspective. You're like me. Yeah. I am sometimes thinking about shots and yep. was this shot already? Are you showing me the other person's reaction? Or you're only showing me coverage from this person? Mm-hmm. So how do we know you really said this to this right. thing? But I think we kind of know from what happens after that contextually something is amiss. Um, um, so we at, at the lunch with, <laughs> I'm sorry, the lunch with NECA and Robin, when NECA showed up in full leather and evening wear to a place where they serve drinks out of Capri Sun bags. <laughs> well, you know, her, her tagline, she said, what is it, Nigeria raised me? LA something and Potomac will never forget me. I was like, you know, I guess she's dressing for the event she wants to have and not necessarily for where she is. Exactly. Um, what's also funny about the zip code thing you brought up is there has been talk of, you know, people moving to a city just solely to be on the show and how that is kind of not fair because the whole thing, these things started because they're supposed to be capturing the real culture yeah. of a group of women in a specific place. And um, she definitely like literally moved like it's her mm-hmm. storyline. And so it just begs the question, did you just find another Nigerian woman? Oh, I've heard mm-hmm. someone bring up, did you find another dark skinned Nigerian woman who hates Wendy? So you could bring her on mm-hmm. so that you could say it's no longer colorism. Yes. It's just fighting, you know, with Wendy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you definitely imported someone to the zip code. Whereas on New York, um, the New York reboot, Jessel was getting, who's the first um, Daisy housewife. Is she, she Indian or Pakistani? She's Indian. Mm-hmm. Um, she was getting flack later because apparently she has a house in Dallas too. And she might've moved here to New York to do the show. And Andy was even asking her at the reunion, like about it. I was like, Andy, you, you know, you're the guy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, please, Andy, go make out with John Mayer. I told you I ran into John Mayer physically once. Like I was like for a rehearsal. Um, he's tall. Yeah, Yeah. he was hooking up with someone at my theater at the time too. Oh, Um, quiet as it's kept. Things things that went on in um, Tribeca, which Jessel said is up and coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, she said, "Oh, I made Tribeca happen." Yep, things just go down in Tribeca. You said you used to run into some celebrities in Tribeca, so. Yeah, I mean that honestly, that's giving credence to the idea that she really never did live in New York. But right. whatever, everyone get your money how you can. There you go. Right. So okay, so Neca and Neca is at this backyard place with Robin, and tells her, "Well, I don't know her, but which I always think it's funny. This framing continues of Neca. I don't know her. I don't know her. She you knows do my entire know family. Her. I do, yeah." She knows my entire you, family. My husband went to school with her, but I don't know. My husband's school with her husband. I don't know her. Like I don't. You but what you can say, I'm like you know semantics. I don't have a like a direct relationship with her, but I know mm-hmm. her. 
clearly I know her. She's friends with my family. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, so her husband and my husband are, are Facebook friends. If we want to, you know, we know each other. Yeah. So then she straight up tells Robin all the tea. And Robin is so happy to have some mess that's not about her. He sure is. Just... What does she do immediately? She's like, I'm not supposed to say this. Cut to the camera going. And Janelle says, oh, good. Uh-huh. I was like, wow, that was fast. It was fast. Um, and Robin is not always the messiest. She just clearly needed she to. Needs, she needs a break. She needs yeah, a break. She needs a break. break. Her. So Neka tells Robin that, let me, let me get the family relationship right. Her husband's cousin is friends with Wendy's sister, Leda, or something. Yes. No, Leda is the cousin, I don't know, whatever. We're just going to call her Wendy's sister because I don't know. Sure. So her husband's cousin, so her cousin-in-law, mm-hmm. is friends with Wendy's sister. And apparently, Wendy's sister and mom have been saying around town that they don't want Wendy's name in NECA's mouth because effectively they're trying to use her for clout to get on the show. Now, what this was very interesting to me because this has a ring of truth Mm -hmm. because this happens. That is basically the crux of the entire beef between Teresa Judice and Joe Gorga. Oh, okay. Her, like the whole thing. I mean, fans theorize that the entire real thing is that Melissa, you know how much Teresa hates her sister-in-law is that Melissa and Joe use their relationship with Teresa to get on the show. And then they denied it. And who knows from there? We don't, I don't know if it was Teresa just was like, this is my thing. And mm-hmm. she didn't want anyone else in her spotlight. Or if it was more of a, um, you're actually kind of, you know, doing shady things and like creating drama with me to make yourself an interesting candidate. I don't know. Right. But to me, I felt like this is a thing that happens. And this sounds like the crux of a real beef you know mm-hmm. especially if you're gonna go around saying you don't know her you don't know her i mean it's like you're kind of you're kind of enacting exactly what they said they were mad about right you're mm-hmm. on here talking about knowing her tangentially kind of like shadily doing stuff and it's kind of like it's a self-fulfilling part like that is what they were upset about right yeah and it's funny uh, now that you said that and you put it in such a great the gag is your whole first storyline is about her. is wrapped up in this person that you don't know. Right. How I, is that possible? How, how is that how you don't know someone? Don't know her. How do you have so much beef so fast with somebody that you don't know? Right. And so that's when they bring in the cursing part and the shrine part. So apparently, you know, things came to a head and <laughs> <laughs> And Wendy's mom called her and said, I have a shrine and I will pray against you if you don't leave my daughter alone, effectively. Well. So I watched this episode, episode three, I watched last week um, in South Bend when I was with my my nephew's christening and my cousin Uzoma was there. Mm -hmm. He said 100, I will bet you $500 she's a witch. So he believes it. And no, I, a, a witch or a winch? A winch. Oh, hey. So I kind of believe, I don't not believe it. It doesn't sound far-fetched to me, mm-hmm. 
But then I, um, just today I was in a group like reading and people were like, well, I'm African-American, but a hundred percent, that sounds false. You don't tell someone you're doing root work against them. You just, you just do it. So I'm like, well, you don't, you don't threaten people. You're going to put a curse on them. You just, they just dropped it. (laughs) It also makes me think of one of my favorite, um, audience. What you need to know about Kalachi and I is that we love a thriller. We love a B movie. We love a scary Mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite scary movies. And it's not even like, ha ha, Jason's got you. Skeleton Key starring Kate Hudson. Yes. One of my things, and I, and I love it because Classic. I won't give away the twist, but it's just like, if you believe, that's how you get got. My thing, oh. I, and so sometimes I was like, well, maybe she dropped it like that because it's just like, well, if you believe, then know that I, 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 got, the, I got the evil eye on you. I've got but the isn't eye. But is that also psycholo- psychologically, that's just more effect. I mean, okay. Obviously, yeah. if magic is real. Okay, I feel it. Now I'm logicking magic, but like <laughs> yeah, it's all well. I've done that for years. Been in the Harry Potter universe. It's like, well, right. how can yes. you done that? If there's yes. this, you would have exactly. So I'm like, well, okay. If you really could just take Nika out, wouldn't you just? Would you just do it? Uh huh. But what well, would be more effective it. is like you make people scared. That's threats and everything. That's why they're motivating you call people, you threaten them. That's how you get people to do stuff. You stop it. I don't want you to stop this. Cease and desist. What's a cease yeah. and desist? But a hex, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a hex to, to take your voice. Like like Ursula took Ariel's, you know? That's right. So I don't know. I don't know about the logic of that. But um, she certainly, you know, or maybe, let's say this. Perhaps she would have to sacrifice like a certain number of goats to to <laughs> to to get to her full powers Why to fully like turn NECA into a pillar of salt. And she doesn't want to have to do that because it's more expensive. So she'll call and just say, hey, um, I don't have money for these goats right now, but if you keep trying me, I'm going to get a piece of your hair and some goat's blood. And If any happen. of those goats were named Black Phillip, I would say stop <laughs> the presses. Another movie that Kalisha and I love is The, the, the Winch. The Winch. The wind starring our uh, preternaturally beautiful, looks like an alien, Anya mm-hmm. Taylor Joy. Those eyes are as far from each other as and she was a star. Left. She was a star then, so we called yep. it. She was fantastic. Now she's a new face and doesn't she eat. Does. She um, does. But yeah, there is a character in there named Black Phillip. And if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, <laughs> it's been years. It's been like, years. Is it, is it a spoiler? Like, can we? No, no, don't tell him. Don't tell him. Do don't like tell him. Don't tell him. Do you like pretty dresses? And Kalichi and I were like, yes. Who doesn't like butter and a cute Yes, dress? bitch. Yes, so Black Phillip. Do you want to see the world? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want <laughs> my airline miles, too. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, so let's just cut to this episode that just happened so we can get to pick a ball. Okay. Um, the dam, the grand dam, organizes a pickleball fight because you know it's her duty to bring people together. Also, she said that she's a fence that everybody rides, and I was like, I don't like that. We need no. to. That wording is is chunky. No, chunky honey, I'm the fence. You ride me. What? <laughs> like what? Or maybe I'm just a teenage boy, and I'm like, she. No, I'm a teenage rides. girl and a teenage boy, and and from oh. all vantage points, it's weird to say that someone rides you. That you're a fence that everybody rides. It's just, it's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Um, 
I think I get what she was trying to say, which was like, no, like I, it was kind of like a, I am the moment type yes. thing. Yes. Yes. But here we are riding fences. So, okay. This episode, yes. Um, Mr. and we Mrs. are trying Pickle. to get Mr. and Mrs. Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> the loosest of theme dressing, by the way, just green. No other. Yep. I it's just, like they were like a grit. Uh, they might be like uh, Avengers because they were ready for like green screen motion. Yes, Avengers, Power Rangers, The Grinch, um, yeah. <laughs> Shrek, sure. and Fiona. Mm-hmm. There's so many options, but no, they they decided to represent pickles at the pickleball yeah. tournament. So she invited all the couples there. Um, I will say there's an important car scene with Neca and Ike, and or Ikenna. I have a cousin named Ikenna, and. Mm-hmm. They talk about how Eddie was, went to college with... Um, they went to college together. They were in student union. So that is a crazy reveal. Uh-huh. I know they're crazy reveal after being like, no, I don't know this person. Yep. And I keep trying to reason with it like, okay, well, he wasn't married to Wendy like for 15 years. You know, it was probably, it's probably been more like eight or I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he would have necessarily known him, known Wendy just because um, he knew uh, Eddie, but... It just seems really ridiculous to act like you don't know this person in the world when you're like, oh, hey, my husband, you know, our husbands went to school together. That's just something that you would say that would have come out of the baby shower, I feel like, in normal circumstances. So she says that they were Facebook friends, Mm -hmm. but then he unfollowed. So unfollowing is different than unfriending. Wait, did he unfriend? I think he unfriended, right? They kept, but they kept saying unfollow. So I don't know if oh, they just okay. don't know the terminology okay. difference, but friends is like you were actually friends. And I have tons of Facebook friends I don't know. So let's not say this is that happens. Mm-hmm. But um, they said that, he unf- that Eddie unfollowed the day after NECA was threatened with the shrine. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And then her whole thing, piecing it together is, well, you know, so now Eddie's implicated because he knows something happened because why would he unfriend the day after the shrine thing? Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I follow that logic. I just am like, has nobody ever watched any sort of television or whatever? If you're going to be slick, be slick. Don't do it immediately after. Mm-hmm. Wait a day or two. Wait for it to die down. Or if you knew you were going to do that, you should have unfollowed and unfriended before. Like, there's just ways to be subtle and just a mm-hmm. little bit more slick. It's all very ham-fisted. And I'm like, is this your first day? It's very ham-fisted. Mm-hmm. But I think there is a world where, say that there's just the whole clout fight happening without the supernatural part if it's just oh these people are being thirsty and they're trying to get on the show by saying that we went to college together and da, 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 it's time for me to scroll through my social media and like find him and disconnect from him now the actual uh cold-blooded that move would have been leave everything the way that it is and then if he brought it up at pickleball i'm like Dude, I mean, that's Facebook. I don't even, I have so many right? thoughts, you know. You could have been like, I really don't know you and this is weird, but I, I may have friended you because I know. Because in college, person. we friended, at, you friended everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So her saying that they were at AAS, they were in the African Student Union together, killed me because I my, my name is on the AAS thing too. And I didn't go to those meetings. And I, I, I was in the African Student Union, the Black Student Union, mm-hmm. a bunch of other fucking unions, okay? Yeah. And I don't remember 
people that, you know, I, re- I have a good memory for people, but the idea that there were some, there was just, they were so, they're close because they were in a group that could have had a hundred people in it. Mm-hmm. And then later for her to walk it back, did you notice she walked it back later? She said, well, they, I mean, I think they probably knew each other. They, they probably uh-huh. like knew of each other. So yeah. it keeps changing with her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but the main thing I don't like about NECA is that she's not offering me anything except this fight with Wendy. I don't think she's charismatic. I don't understand why her baby hairs are so low on her forehead. And I have just, no, because most people's hair does not grow like that. And this, this baby hair thing has to stop. It's like if everybody started drawing on a giant widow's peak, you know? I might. I might. Just to make you mad, I'm going to draw take it. take your black. eyeliner and draw black triangle down to your nose. And I, it's going to be very Betty Page, and it's going to be, like, right in between my eyebrows. And I'm the next time you see me, I'm going to be like, well, Kalechi, you did because, this. No, but because the thing is, like, lots of people, like, most people don't have that. I think it's, right. like, recessive. And it just has taken over the wigs. And I understand the utility of a little tiny hairs because that stark start of a wig lace was was tough to blend. Yeah. So give me a little, like, give me some nappy, give me some beady beads up front. Mm-hmm. Some little beady beads. Not this full swoop-de-doops. Anyway, but NECA kind of just looks like a deer in headlights in her confessionals. I feel like she's just staring, and she almost has this look of, like, is that okay? Did I do it? Uh-huh. It's in her eyes. Was that, was that funny? No. Mm-hmm. No, go back to the drawing board. Start over again, because it wasn't. So... I'm just not feeling it just because I want a personality. Everyone that's on there, I want some personality. You know, Robin is famous for her lack of personality, but that's still her, that is her personality at this point. Like, I just need something from you that's not just being a tryhard, you know? It comes off very tryhard. So, I, you know, she comes off very much like army brat. Like, you know, you come in hard and fast. You look at who you think is top notch. And the other thing that made me sad was, I forget which one of them said it. They were like, you know, oh, is it like, instead of supporting each other as Nigerians, Igbo women, dark-skinned, beautiful women, you come in and you immediately think, oh, there can only be one. It's like, no, there's room for everybody. I mean, but... mm, You you don't think so? I think to think, to assume that we were going to get along because we're Igbo is to not understand Igbo people. Oh, Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. I just, first of all, yeah, we're a minority. We're an ethnic minority in Nigeria, but there are 33 million of us in the world. And we don't, we're not all just going to be like, no. hey, you're here, I'm here. Absolutely it, not. It's, you know what it is? Class, class drama and strife and social climbing shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very, I don't know, old, archaic. Like, it, it makes me think of how it used to be for black people to be the ones and the only in the space. And it's like, well, if it's me and you, it's going to be me and you. But Mm -hmm. now because we're everywhere, like you said, the little, the the differences or the nuance. Yeah, we might be, but like, I don't have to like you. But you have to remember also that Nigerians and any black immigrants, I feel like they come from a place where there are lots of them. Right. They don't have that sense that Americans do when you come here that we should stick together. A lot of people develop it after they're treated Uh shittily for a while. They start to adjust. But Mm -hmm. I feel like as African-Americans, we have this scarcity mindset of like, there's not that many of us. We need to stick together. We need to do this. What I do reflects on you. What you do reflects on me. Mm -hmm. No, that's not what's happening. These people are having blood feuds 
your whole family is excommunicated from me because you married someone I didn't want. I will mm-hmm. never speak to you again. Hatfield and McCoys, like that's what goes on. That's what goes on on the continent. Oh, okay. Yes. Now you think that puts specifically it in- for Igbo people. I'll yes. I'll speak for Igbo people because I'm learning okay. more and more that even what I know about Nigerians is mostly just Igbo. It doesn't even apply to everybody. Right. Okay. That okay. That makes sense. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, I mean, what I. I'm like I'll just say this: I assume that they would fight. Like, they would fight. <laughs> and, and guess what? And it might be like what you said earlier. Do you think because Bravo was like, okay, we do not want to get into this colorism debate. Let's bring on somebody else. Drama that is solely separate from color. They are both beautiful. They are both dark skinned and they've got beef to settle. Let's have that be something. And then, you know what? But another thing that I was like, uh, I don't like that. I don't want it to be Wendy and NECA and like, you know, everybody like eating popcorn, like they're in a zoo, like, oh, it's voodoo. And, and they're both and like, yeah, we need to get to the light, part. All these light skinned, uh, you know, American women looking at these dark skinned women fighting, like, oh, how sad. And they're just both so aggressive. And da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so stop because. A lot of these, there, there are light skin aggressions that I noticed from episode one to four. So let's, mm-hmm. let's, I hope that they're not saying they're like, oh, they're arguing over this African thing. Well, we're much more refined. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're I, not. Definitely, I definitely want to get to, so let's put a pin to talk about like delve into religious stuff in a moment. Yeah. But I think before that, I was just going to say that to answer your question about the casting, producers from what I understand now, they look at the entire social network of these women. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of times when someone comes on, they'll be tangentially connected, but it will still be a friend. It's still like Uh, your friend, but that doesn't mean it was like your really close friend. And so when a producer is scouring, they're going to look for who's going to stir up the most mess. And so I think that when they find someone like her and the fact that that article came out Mm -hmm. before this about the Osu thing, there that gives it some fire underneath it like like what can we make out of this what can we you know what can we create here so i think that might have to do with it so um the osu thing is also important in here because with neca so all of these things that we're saying have a, another undertone okay. so we're talking about the shark so as uzoma explained you know ibo's completely catholic the mm-hmm. um you know and missionaries were very successful. They went from door to door and said, hello, <laughs> my name is sister, whatever. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they were very efficient. So people are Catholic, but then they will also have their shrines and their old traditions. And uh-huh. I think that's true for so many religions around the world. And the more that I think about it, I'm like, why are we acting like this is so unique when, you know, we lived in Washington Heights and walked by like botanicas and stuff. Yeah. Or if someone passed away, you see, you know, that's a shrine. Like what you've built outside with the candles and everything, like yep. that's a shrine. Yeah. So people of all types of religions and faiths and, and all over the world do ancestor veneration, mm-hmm. have a little shrine set up, whatever, whatever. So people still keep their traditions when they're colonized. Boom. Um, but oftentimes you see like class attached to who gets the farthest away from the colonial, I mean, who gets the closest to the colonial values and the furthest away from, you know, your traditional stuff. Yeah. So I think that that is something that's tension. So when you're accusing me of being like, oh, you have a shrine, it's like saying like, what? I guess the equivalent of like 
the hood, not even the hood, worse than that, saying like you're from the bush. Mm-hmm. I was going to say savage. The word that came to mind was savage. Savage. Yeah. You're, you're savage. yeah. You're one of those bush, you're a bush person. That's what, yeah. that's how we would say it there. So like, mm-hmm. that's what my dad would say. Not, he, I mean, he taught me what it meant. He never called anyone that. Yeah. But yeah, so it means you're like uncivilized. Uh-huh. So we have that going on. Um, but the Osu thing, as Zelma explained, is so deeply, so uh, polarizing mm. and has such a hold on people um, that I even heard um, from another podcast that I love. They had a guest host that was Nigerian who said that she knew someone who came here. Uh, she wanted to marry a man. They did the research on her family background. It was found out that she was Osu. And she ended up ending her life. Oh my God. Over this. And that's what Ozoma said. He said people end their lives over this kind of thing. So it's very, it's very, you know, for this person to come and say this kind of thing and even start this conversation on mm-hmm. Wendy mm-hmm. is already honestly reason enough for her mom to go to the shrine. You yeah. Know? Like, just have anyone repeating it is really bad. And so there's already that in place. So Wendy doesn't see it for her. So we get to Pickleball, and Ashley tries to kind of explain that she misspoke. Mm -hmm. But again, Ashley is really smart because she kind of knows that even when I... When I say something and take it back, it's still out there. You still... I can can say a pink elephant and be like, don't think about it. Exactly. And there you go. You still spend hours getting gassed up over it, yep. getting angry. Mm-hmm. You you discovered nine, ten other things you don't like about me. Like you had time to think about my baby hairs mm-hmm. and how they touch my eyebrows because actually both of their baby hairs are very, very um, conspicuously placed. Yeah. Um, but you just, you already, it's too late. You can't take stuff like that back. Uh-huh. And so they're already very cold. And then suddenly it just explodes. Like, I don't know you. Well, you don't know me, but your family knows me. Right. Nekka, so, you, like, so you do know her. Nekka, but also like Wendy, you do know her too. Right. You know what I mean? Like your sister is friends with her family. If you're going to stick to the thing of trying to like out, out cool each other and try to be calm, it's just like. Well, the jig is up immediately because if but you're going to play that card, play it to the it hill. It was so corny when Wendy was like, I don't know her to have a problem with her. And he's like, oh, that's what I just said. Now you're repeating my words. Also, yeah. I was like, okay, ma'am. I need you to a 10 and I need you to a 2. Yes. I yeah. need you to a 2. So NECA approaches this with absolutely no chill and it just is grating. But she does tell everybody at the table that your mom has put a hex on me. She's, she says she's praying against me. And then Wendy says, my mom worships our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that bothers me. The fact that you feel like you have to tell us that you're Christian yeah. is an issue for me. Yeah, People still practice Ifa. They still practice Santeria, Condomble, Voodoo, all these different things all around the world. And here, you know, traditional African religion is getting way more popular with African-Americans right now. People are studying and I'm sure we all know, well, not we all, but I'm sure you know someone that's like inducted into, you know, Santeria with a white and everything. Like I know people who have, Mm -hmm. I can't say their names because they might kill me, but, (laughs) but I just, I'm like watching this black woman have to say, I worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just got the image of like, you know, I don't know, some like conquistadors, like, with a gun to your head. It felt it's, very crucible to me. It was very, yes. this is all the devil. And I was like, well, who, I, okay, like, relax. 
Everybody just calm down. It did. It did. It's like, I, I thought I, it did, you know? And so then you have everyone's little confessionals about, oh, well, the famous line that's been in all the trailers, she might by day, but at night she got her shrine. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's giving you practice in a long time, but the thing is, okay, people have shrines. Sure. Maybe don't fuck with me and I won't put a hex on you. Right. But I'm not about to like denigrate another religion. And that's what I don't like. It's immediately everything that's not Christian is demonic. Mm -hmm. And I get really annoyed when Christians do this because it's illogical. Mm -hmm. How can something from another religious pantheon be a demon? That's like, okay, so if we like take Greek mythology and you're like, oh, that ain't nothing but Hera. That ain't nothing but Zeus. Zeus, like, are you saying that those other people exist? Are you saying that all of the religions in the world, like all the little, are all like characters, like in a video game and they all are real and, you know, they can just like interchange in each other. They can just guest star in each other's episodes sometimes. Uh-huh. What are you saying? Like you either believe in Christianity, which is that it's Jesus Christ and God or whatever, or you believe all that other stuff. So how can, I don't understand how everybody acts so scared of things that like you're supposed to not believe it. Am I being too, like, literal-minded about it? No, I think that you're being extremely correct about it. And from my point of view, I feel like as a Christian, I'm like, all that other stuff, if it's too much for you to grasp, don't be a jerk. Just don't be a jerk. Mm -hmm. That is, it's such a simple thing to say, and it seems very hard for a lot of Christians to do. Mm -hmm. To not be a judgy jerk. It's not your business. Worry about your own plate before you start looking at somebody else's. Because it seems like a lot of them have stuff on their plates to deal with within their own households. It's and, and it's such a vulnerable place to put yourself in. I get it to like work on your own stuff and to try to grow for yourself. But it's just the amount of artifice that every like each of these women puts on. Like I'm a doctor. This is actually as a oh wait you go no no you go no I just I you know I'm like if you and that was the first thing that I said I was like oh so. I mean, she's Catholic, but obviously to be Catholic, you are a Christian. And I just was like, wow, some of the things that you are saying, how you are acting. Are not Christian, it, right? It, it, is, it doesn't feel like it to me. And everybody has moments. And of course, nobody's perfect. That's whatever. But it just is like, wow, is this just to get a check? You want to be on TV? But you are... It is. Exactly. It's like, where does this factor and, in? Where, and, and, where does all this Christianity everyone has factor into their lives? Yeah. And of course, I think that a lot when it comes to politics and a lot of these uh, of course, you know, of course. conservatives who are just like, we're Christian, Christian, Christian. And then, you know, who we put in the White House. But that's a whole different podcast for a whole other day. Mm-hmm. But just the way that they're talking to each other in the reunions. And I... <laughs> Tiny sidebar when Candace was like, you white looking, da, da, da. and then they cut to her husband. And I was like, don't do that. He said, uh. <laughs> Wait, what would James do if you said that to somebody? With your privileged white With fucking ass. White looking ass. Cut to my husband and he's like, yeah. He just You're like, nods. Yeah. You're like, yeah, she's caught me. He's, he's white. He's, oh, he's white. white. I'm white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, it was hilarious. They're so shady with oh that my shit. Gosh. Why fucking ass? And then her, I forgot the uterus comments. I and that wasn't that. fair. That that what did she say? Your uterus that left your you? shriveled uterus or something. Did, worry about the girl. The woman had fibroids. Like, which is the thing that so many black women have. She, and Candace I think, might have fibroids. Or is exactly. she one that said it? Yeah. Yes, Candace, that's one thing. Like, they, some of the younger women that come in these shows, they always, first of all, you're in your 30s and you're just heavily age-shaming. Like, babe, uh-huh. we're I also... We're also past our prime and for Andrew Tate, you know, for yes. Red Pill. Like, uh-huh. for Red Pill, we've, we're also, you know, used goods. Okay. You and I could just go to Shady Pines right now. Like, exactly. we're Golden Girls. If you exactly. think about it, those, the women that were in Golden Girls, like, uh, in they, their 50s. Yes. We're, oh, I'm closer God. to being a Golden Girl than I am a Gossip Girl. Shut your mouth. It's the truth. Okay. But they were like actresses in their 50s playing older, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Because people don't let old women actually do things. Correct. That's like not a thing, but gross, gross. Um, yeah, Candace. Oh, wait, what were we saying about the um, the Christian thing? Yes, oh, no, but Giselle. So, Giselle's, you know, I was married to a pastor, Mm -hmm. so I don't dabble in cut the brakes. Your pastor has been dabbled in puss, all right, from the whole community, so. What it, I just cannot believe, knowing what we know about your husband, that you, who, by the way, was at a conference with my aunt and spoke very, very well, apparently, is like a really intelligent, like, good speaker. Okay. Um, which I thought was funny, because my aunt actually watches these shows, too, and was she able to, like, tell me who he is. Oh. <laughs> he was a doctor, another PhD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's really crazy for you to invoke Jamal pastor jamal in this what does what does being ex first of all you're mentioning divorce which is also like not a christian thing you're supposed to do like mm-hmm. what is having an ex-husband that was a pastor that was an adulterer that impregnated half of baltimore mm-hmm. have to do with this moment here correct correct candace being a christian again like we're just going down the line of like the most mm-hmm. unchristian behavior I've seen. She says mean, horrible things to people, yep. mean, mean things that are just below the belt. Some things are just below the belt. They simply mm-hmm. are. And I just don't understand where the Christianity comes in for that. Robin is the only one who seemed, I don't think Robin had anything like, like problematic to say about it. I think she just was just like, she was like, just, just grinning. Her eyes just got really big. And Mia was like, Mia killed me. She's like, no, I believe in it. So I, I don't want to talk about it. I was and like, there you go. good. That's one of the truest things I heard in that episode. She yes. was like, I don't want to come for me. Thank you. Like, I believe in it. I don't want to talk about it. That makes sense to me. Not she to, saw like... the skeleton key. Exactly. She saw the mm-hmm. skeleton key. I think she's from Florida. She might be from Miami. Mm-hmm. She's probably been around like voodoo and stuff. I was just going to say something to you. I think that it's just funny to be like, I'm Christian. And that means that I don't believe in this stuff but i do believe in it so i need to stay away from it correct <laughs> i think it's weird yes. um and i just don't like watching a bunch of people like denigrate african religions yes whatever um yep. because the line is not clear between like just having a shrine mm-hmm. and having a shrine and doing evil works now of course if she called her and said i'm gonna pray against you mm-hmm. that's not nice but it's not that much crazier than any other kind of wishing somebody ill and being like, I know Christians. Next time I see you, it's on site. Uh huh. Yeah, I know Christians that do that. Messy. Really? Oh, girl, messy. I've never. Messy. I was raised Catholic. I don't have like the 
fun, like, I was raised Catholic and went to, I mean, I'm a black Catholic church, but it wasn't, like, tightly, yeah, I think some of those African-American traditions that come from, you know, the church, when I was raised in the church, that wasn't the church I was in. So I'm really interested to hear that you saying people do pray against people in, mm-hmm. like, regular Kojic church. Not, and not in public. Not, Morris, in public. not in public, but at those, night. It's one of those, you go into your prayer closet and instead of being like, you know what? Let the change be in me. If I have something against this person, take it out of me. Help me to be the change. And I, you know what? I want to bless that person. That's what you're supposed to do is in blessing somebody else. Hope maybe the first blessing that they get is seeing how they've mistreated you. But I huh. know I know some folks that will actively pray for the downfall of other people. Because here's the thing. you If you are bongo bongo nuts, you're going to take that into every aspect of your life. You're going to take bongo bongo nuts to work. You're going to be bongo bongo nuts to your kids. You're going to take your bongo bongo nuts into your religion. So they'll pray for bongo bongo nuts things. Bongo bongo, you're nuts. Bongo bongo bongo, beat it up. Bongo bongo nuts. I also love that video. It's like a drum. It's so good. I love it so much. Um, you made me realize a prayer closet is nothing but a shrine. There, uh, yes. People will literally go into that space just to have close, dark, quiet. That's yep. your shrine. That's a shrine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's nothing but a shrine. Go into your prayer closet. Wow. Wow. Bungle, bungle, no. nuts. Wow. <laughs> well, I think that we have pretty much covered is there anything else we want to talk about one knock the food over those beans look great do you think he did that on purpose no of course not but you i the context behind that whole when she went over there and tried to hug him and said now are you trying to mess with me it was because she said that one came at her and hugged her really too closely last season and just like she's a my breasts were just up here and just and then he just pulled her really tight, and then it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then she said that he's been seen around Potomac with a woman that looked like her. Like Karen? Yeah, and we saw the pictures, and she did look like a young Karen. Lonzo strikes me as one of those basketball guys where it's just like you don't realize you weren't Michael Jordan, you're never going to be Michael Jordan, like you thought that you were hot shit for so long and you believed your own hype. You peaked. Wait, you I think he did play in the NBA ago. though. Let's see. Did he really? Be- he played for the Wizards. Uh, that Michael Jordan owned. <laughs> <laughs> How much did he make in the NBA? That's a good Ooh. question. And it's uh, $12 million and all of it's gone now. How? How? Oh, so... Another story. So this is very sad. Robin, they had a good friend. They had a the friend of both of theirs, but I think it was Robin's friends first, who put all their money into like basically an MLM pyramid scheme. No, not a pedal scheme. And then they lost all their money. And then the friend felt so guilty he killed himself. Yeah. When was that? This happened off camera, but it okay. is the foundation to why they... It might be a larger, a large part of why they got divorced but still live in the same house because mm-hmm. they can't afford they can't to go anywhere else. Yeah. move. And also people theorize that Juan resents her from losing all the money and, like, hasn't really forgiven her and that maybe they just kind of, things fell apart, but they stayed together for the kids, whatever, whatever. But it, could, it contributed Whoa. to the downfall of their relationship. 
Okay. Now, I don't, one is obviously an athlete and a philanderer. Like, I don't really think that would, I don't think that would be different, but certainly that was a thing that happened. So yeah, when I see that Juan used to have $12 million, that's just kind of like, oh, wow. Surprising to me. But you know, these are internet estimates of his salary. Uh Uh-huh. For the Washington Wizards. I'm telling you what, also it begs the importance. Like if you, you know, Candace talking about generational wealth, I'm like, let's get into some financial literacy. There's no way in the world that I would have just been like, here, just take it all. Also, I do want to win the lottery, but I'm like, you know, slow and steady wins the race. You could invest mere amounts of money, put it in a mutual fund. You get ETFs. Let let that thing follow the market. It's not sexy. It's not going to be, you know, overnight. You're not going to be Jeff Bezos overnight. But I guarantee you when you are old and you cannot work and you're like, what am I going to do? You will have that nest egg that did nothing but grow from the time you put that money in to the time you're old. I and really, here we are doing pedal schemes. That's I really, I really didn't think this was going to end with you <laughs> financial <laughs> literacy <laughs> advice to the listeners. <laughs> I should take notes. Um, <laughs> well, it's recorded, so I have it oh, here. Good, on good. good. Um, but yeah, I mean, pyramid schemes. I remember oh, people yeah. coming over to my house, uh, my family's house. Why did I say my family's house? Obviously, I didn't own it. Um, my, to my family home. My, the estate. <laughs> to the estate to talk about Amway. <laughs> I remember that. And then the later there was Juice Plus and Pills. Herbalife. And Herbalife, yes. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, that is it. It's a wrap for us, y'all. Now, you know, Ebony, don't she don't have no social media because she's healthy and she loves herself. Okay, so if you have questions for her or topics you want us to cover next time, you know what to do. Email me at cakeandkombucha at gmail.com. Please rate, subscribe and spread the word that the pot is back. We're only going to be adding more shows and more guests as we continue. All right. I can't wait to see some of y'all online and interact with you. I'm loving the feedback so far. Thank you so much for your continued support. Ta-ta for now and happy holidays.